Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 286. After a week off, because a little spring break, spring break action, Charlotte's number one podcast recording in the basement. We got Duvall back. It's been a while since we see him. He had some stuff going on. So, Duvall, man, how you doing? I'm pretty good, man. I, I can't complain, man. It's uh, Taco Tuesday. I probably won't have any tacos, but uh, <laughs> glad to be back and, and laugh it up with y'all. Uh, if you're looking for me, it's uh, just Duvall on Instagram. Rob versus Duval on Twitter. That's right. And Jeeves got his hour break from his sale block. Dude. Ready to talk to us. Got the, how you doing, Jeeves? Doing good. Doing good. Like I was telling y'all, she hasn't decorated the kitchen where the table's at just yet. So we'll probably try to do that either this weekend or the coming up week. And when he but, says uh, she, he does mean his girlfriend, not his yes. mama. So... Yeah, I actually, I do, I do live with the girlfriend. Now, so. uh, if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 all across the board. All right, and for me, Gerald Nation on Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, and then obviously find our podcast about anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good stuff, and then hit our uh, YouTube page. They see me rolling for our Beerio carts, our reaction videos. We put up our Duke versus Carolina one when Jeeves was on when, when they had the Final Four game. We did the Hornets, another play-in, play-loss, back-to-back years on that. We have that. And then, of course, we're going to do next week, we've got our you know first-round NFL draft. So we'll all gather in the basement, do our reactions. And if you're a fan of whatever team, record yourself, send it my way, and I'll throw your reaction whenever your team picks. And we want to see – your face in the reaction, not the TV screen, and you reacting in the background. So if you want to do that, we had a good time with it last year. And then, of course, if you come to the basement, we do a little $5 buy-in where you have to buy something less than $5 at the gas station and bring it in. Winner of the bra- winner of the mock draft challenge takes home the pot. So usually there's some 40s or some chips, some toilet paper, all that kind of stuff in the it pot there. So. toilet paper in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, so that'll be that. I know Duvall's won it in the past. Jarian has won it a couple times. Trent's won it. So, yeah, we'll get that going as well. Golly, draft's almost here. I'm ready for the draft because I'm tired of just hearing about what they think they're going to do and just get to what they are going to do. So that's oh. going to be it. All right. For our guest tonight, it's actually connection through Duvall. Duvall's freshman college roommate at A&T – Cooley, man, how you doing? All is well, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, um, happy to be here. Just woke up about like ten minutes ago. So, <laughs> you know, um, interested, man. I've been thinking about this all week, all week. Well, yeah, man, it's good. To, yeah, it's good to have you. I know we were talking about before the mics were hot. You were asking why, you know, you still, we, you know, we started the podcast, did it all in the basement, but then COVID hit. And we did zooms, and we kind of keep the zooms going, so then we could have people like you on because you're up in D.C. and there's no way you can make it down here on a Tuesday night in the basement. Yeah, bro. You know, what's crazy is uh, I'm all over the place. I'm never sitting still like I was just telling you. Like, I'm, I'm, in, here, I'm here in D.C. for right now, but then, you know, next month I'll be in Florida. So uh, I'm always, like, touching base. And I was just in North Carolina uh, like a day ago, two days ago. All right. So before we dive into what you're getting into now, kind of give us, if someone's listening, they have no idea who you are, give us a little background on yourself. All right, so, uh, you know, man, uh, you know, nickname Cooley, uh, first name James. You know, um, my real name is James Robinson. Uh, okay. Not many people know that. Okay. Uh, I just go by Cooley. Everybody that's met me uh, out of my hometown has met me as Cooley. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, Duvall's roommate, freshman freshman roommate, you know, we've been, been homies ever since then. And 
you know, I went off to the military. Just a military dude now, I guess, in a way. Just And now I'm just a, a jack-of-all-trades, how I like to say it. A cool, complicated guy. I'm doing, I got my hands dabbling in a little bit of everything. Like to call myself an athlete too, you know. <laughs> so first off, how did you get the nickname Cooley, or how did you start going by that? Oh man, um, that's a family name, believe it or not. I'm okay. actually the only person out of my family, out of my two brothers, that doesn't have that last name. You know, I I got my dad's last name. So okay. Anyway, they're older than me, so in high school, their last name was Cooley. Everybody uh. was calling him Cooley, and everybody was like, "Oh, well, snap! You a cool dude." You can name Cooley? Cooley, there it is. <laughs> okay. So did you, because my wife did something similar where she went by a certain name like in high school, all the way growing up. And then when she went to UNCG, she was like, I'm going to leave that name behind and go by Jerryanna instead of Katie. Is that kind of what you did yeah. once you got out of high school, you got to A&T, you're like, all right, I'm still, are you going to go by Cooley? Or what was the, when was the transition? Did you just say it was high school? Yeah, yeah, so it was it was a hometown name, and then okay. a couple of my buddies from the hometown followed me to ANT or oh, okay. with me to ANT, and then, you know, they were just referring to me as Cooley, and then everybody that, you know, I, I ran into seeing me with them, they're like, yo, who's Cooley? You know, your name's James. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it, it's, they were like, well, man, it's kind of confusing, so we're just going to call you Cooley or whatnot, you know? <laughs> I was like, you can call me whatever, you know, you can call me Jay, James, Cooley, I'm responding to either one of them. So, uh, yeah, it just kind of stuck and it ran with it. You know? Okay. So I told people, you know, you call me Cooley, you call me James, either one. So um, and, and to and to kind of add to that, it's funny to hear him call me Duvall because he's always called me Rod, <laughs> short for Rodney. <laughs> so that's similar to what I did when I went to college, of course. Like, I was, everybody from Charlotte knows me as Duvall. But then when I went to college, <laughs> it was Rodney. And Cooley was yeah. the only one that called me Rod. And then all my other, when we had roommates, they would call me Rod. But that was it. So it's kind of funny how he says that. He'll call me Rod, and I'll call him Cooley. Yeah, because when I met Duvall, it was on the football field in high school. And I only know him as Murray for the first, <laughs> I want to say, three to four months of our lives of meeting him. Because we didn't know each other all until freshman year playing Hopewell. And everyone went by last names, obviously, the football realm. And then all of a sudden, I remember going, I think yeah. we had band class, and the teacher calling out, Rodney Murray and I was like who's I, I never heard his first name or whatever it was and then that's how it, and I think we just went by Murray until I think college and then I think I called you Duvall and then it was the confusion on Rod Rodney and then it was like oh I'm just gonna call yeah. you Duvall so yeah <laughs> so were y'all were y'all the uh the random assigned roommates or did y'all uh, how, yeah. how clean how clean of a show you run? How clean yeah. of a show? I mean, I can give the. We, <laughs> Listen, we we're wide open. We're we're wide open, man. You can Yo. you can say however you want. Hey, man. So uh, I mean, I didn't know if I had to be filtered or not. You know what I'm saying? I try to keep it clean, but uh, uh, yeah, man. So you know, I come from a little small. Like, just, I know I didn't give a, a true background, man. But I come from a very small town, rolling, man. So we don't know nothing about nothing. We just simple country folk, you know. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, you know, all I did, you know, playing video games, but long story short, I got accepted into A&T, and, um, and what they did at the time, I don't know if they still do it, but they would send you, if you had a roommate, they would send you your roommate's contact. Yeah. Um, okay. And then it mail. So, you know, it was always on that question in mind, and, you know, like back in 2007, it was like always a thing, like, you know, like, you know what kind of person are you going to run into? You know, what does this person do? Is this person different from you in, in, in yeah. many different ways, you know? So, uh, uh, you know, I guess I waited maybe to about a month out, 
And, man, uh, I seen his name. I knew the dude was in Charlotte. I was like, man, I, I need to call this guy and get a heads up. And I'm like, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a pool party in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, you know, we I called him, or he called me, one of the two, but I know we got in contact with each other, and we were just chatting each other. And then literally, we were beating around the bush a little bit. But I remember asking, I think the, the icebreaker was like, I think basketball, we knew we played sports, and then Madden. We played Madden. So yep. that right there was like, oh, man, I was worried about you, you know. So ever since then, it was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it is, it is yeah. funny because right around that time, like, Facebook was the big thing. Because I remember when we were in high school, you could only get on Facebook if you had a college email. And then right, I think, as we were all seniors or juniors, we were able – you could just – anybody could log on and we started getting yep. I remember those groups coming up. You could jump in and meet your person and then try to look them up on Facebook and all that stuff. And I did yeah. kind of – isn't it wild, though? And I'm sure they still do it, but, like, you're 18. They just throw you in a room with somebody you've never met before. You don't know if they're legit crazy. You don't know what's going on. Sometimes it works out good. Y'all are still talking 15 years later, but, I mean, I, you yeah. hear those horror stories, too, so I'm glad it worked out for y'all then. Yeah, it, it, and to kind of just add to what he said, yeah, that's that's pretty much how it went. Like, the first – as soon as we moved in, like I was like, I was wondering, I was like, man, I hope my roommate's cool, man. I was like, I ain't trying to fight the first week. Like, I was like, man, <laughs> like, like that's everything that was going through my mind was going through his mind. And I was like, okay. And at the time we were both coming to college, we both had girls from high school, so I was like, okay, at least we're on the same page there. Like it was a lot of things, a lot of parallels. We both group, you know, so it was like, this is like perfect. And then like I said, ever since then, like he's been the only outside of like when you had like he had like a sweet style freshman year, so it was multiple roommates. But what after that, once we moved off campus, he's been the only roommate that I had, and you know everything worked out. We ain't trying to kill each other, you know. Maybe sometimes when we was drunk, maybe. But <laughs> other know. than that, you know, <laughs> we was good. So who who's better at hoops one on one then? Oh, oh, that's me, man. I always no, don't you start this. Start this, man. Okay, so. So, so just so we're clear, he's probably one of the most competitive friends that I had. Like, and I didn't even know he was this competitive until like this might have been day one or day two of us being roommates, and we hopped on Matt. No, he was talking shit, and I was like, oh, okay. And just so you know, Jacob, he can't get me in Mad neither. Just like, <laughs> yeah. so I just want you to know that. Yeah, like, I'm just yeah. Duval, but, but Duval yeah. runs that 1940s offense where he just. Run, 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 and then he hits you with the bomb because you're so bored. You're like, Duval, I thought we were playing mad, not playing real football out here in the 40s, man. Yeah. Funny, when I play you, Jacob, you sound just like him because he'll get pissed because I'll uh, – a random running back, I have like 150 yards and like two TDs, and he'll be like, man, damn, man, you going to throw the ball? Nope, I ain't going to throw it. And then it's time for him to throw it, and then it's a pick. And then, you know, so, so yeah. <laughs> he brought up uh you bring up a lot of memories man like it's uh the competitive spirit yeah i mean if, one thing i didn't know <clears throat> about rod you know like he was i thought like a ball right you know i i, I was a little i was more of a recreational hooper. he yeah. was a hooper, hooper. i didn't <laughs> i didn't know until like he could tell me you know that he you know i knew we played basketball in high school you know and then, um i didn't find out later on maybe about a month or two after playing ball against him and he had a scholarship to go to Fayetteville State. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, dude. I'm like, when are you going to tell me that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 
over here playing my heart out. You know what I mean? I really didn't have, I didn't have too much of a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know oh, if man. y'all ever ran into somebody, just being at A&T, it might have been different. But I've met people that say, oh, yeah, I played high school ball, and they weren't good. Because it was just like they were, they were from a small town, and they were just trying to scrap people. Like, you know, like, yeah, you could have been on the team. Maybe you were the 11th man out of the, of the basketball team. And you just made it because they just needed 15, and they needed, like, somebody on the team. Like, oh, you – and all of a sudden you get out there, and you're in the rec center, and you're playing. You're like, wait a second. where? Did, what high school did you go to? What town? And you realize, oh, okay, you were from a town of 50. Oh, small little town. Yeah, <laughs> where, where all you had to really do was show up, and it was hoping for Hoopers, and that was always a disappointment. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. running Duval, who, yeah, played high school basketball in, a, in the biggest school in the state at the time we were in high school – you know, so he he, he could he could put on a little display. Now he's retired, so watch the Achilles. Yeah. You might be able to and, get him and, now. And just, and just to be fair, Cooley is definitely trying to, like, stay humble because he was still actually really good. So I'll tell you, but, like, when you come into on A&T, like, I don't, it really was only two sides and more gym. So the left side was more for those, like, <laughs> yeah. 11th and 12th man and yeah. some of the scrubs. And then the second side, it was like you had to play. Yeah. And, you know, like, the first – you know, the first, like, week or so, we was playing just to play. So, we was on both sides, and we were killing. Yeah. So, then I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and move to this side. And then we moved to that side, and he was able to hold his own, and he was able to play. And like I said, any time I played, I was trying to play, like, I tried to have him on my team, you know. But yeah. also, he also still would bring out the best in me, too. Because don't get it twisted. He'd be talking shit to me. Like, if I'm, like, being lazy, or I ain't really playing hard, <laughs> are you going to play or not? You know, because it's not, we might as well go back to the apartment. And I'm like, all right, man. And then on the flip side, if we're playing and he's on the other team, oh, he's talking king shit. Don't let oh. him get a couple of buckets. Oh, somebody else better guard me. LeBron ain't doing nothing. And I'm going to be like, oh, okay. You know, so he trying oh, to say, oh, if I ain't got nothing else, man. I'm a grade-A trash talker now, for sure. <laughs> I'm a grade-A trash talker, especially the ride. You know, my homies, my homeboys and whatnot. Oh, man, they're going to worse. I mean, I remember I'd be nagging there. I know I know Rod got, I mean, multiple times just tired of me talking. Just tired of me. I'm, I'm talking the entire game, whether he on my team or not. Um, yeah, yeah, I, man, hey, Jim, I've seen some good times. I mean, some good times. But it was a memory. Yeah. Yeah. So, when was the time you guys playing Madden, someone got, like, real heated? Oh, shit. Uh, that was probably, ooh. Man. Like, where you had to, like, kind of step out Let's the room see, and cool ahead. off. You go first. You go first. I'll tell you what, man. So, you know, me come, once again, come from this little small town, I'm like, I'm the man in rolling, you know. I'm the man <laughs> over playing Madden. And I'm like, man, I can beat this guy. This guy, he only plays every once in a while. Like, you know, Corey, he never, he never, I don't know if he played anybody, like, played against people, but I know he would do the, like, the career mode, I think, or something. Yeah. You know, he was playing. Yeah. So, you know, I'll go against him. I'm like, I can beat him. And he's not doing, like, Jacob, like you said earlier, he's not doing anything special. He's just, like, <laughs> running the halfback, you know, the halfback run. Yep. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna And I can't stop it for a lick, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm over there, like, I'm tapping every button on the man. <laughs> and, uh, but, I mean, every situation to me was... I will get upset. I know I'll try to keep my composure because, like you said, I'm very competitive. So, about what really would upset me the most, because uh, every time we played, every time we played, I knew once I played him, it was gonna be a month later before I played him again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. That's how it, that's how it is sometimes. Because you just, you just don't want that like 
the not the pressure, but just the uh, controversy of playing and just being frustrated with all of it to play again. He wouldn't let him play. He was like, he was like, no, oh, no, no, wait, no, see, no. see, I'm different. See, see me, I, I'd give him a month, let him, let him sit in. He yeah. play online. He be playing everybody. He be dogging everybody online. Come on, man, let's get a game in. But see, he catch me sometimes. I'd had a couple of drinks. Yeah. Uh, we be bored on a Saturday, you know. So yeah, them, them used to be some times. But I never forget those times. I don't know, man. I, I just had a, I, I had a bad day, <laughs> and he was killing me, and I wanted to quit. And he kept saying, don't quit. He yelled it, don't quit, don't quit. <laughs> and then that, that, that became the mantra every single time we played each other. Like, it didn't matter whether you was up 30 or whether you was up five with like a minute left to go and you had the ball. Don't quit. And that, that was what it was. So, like, any time, like, it, it, it's still to this day. Like, I'll play and I just be like, man, I can't quit. Get beat, but I can't quit. But, yeah, he, he don't get me wrong. He, he would hand me a couple of L's time to time and see that was back when it was prime like Adrian Peterson and like them days man he would head it to me and then like I said now this is just mad but 2k those used to be bad so like I would get him one game he'd get me one game I'd get him one game or, yep or I'd go in on I'd win like two straight and he'd win like three straight so that game there but to be honest with you I don't know anybody that could touch him in Call of Duty mm. nobody now now granted I don't know how often he play it now, but he he would nuke play people just for the hell of it. Back <laughs> back when back when we used to play online and it would be all of us together, we'd be late night, me, him, Robert, Gavin, all of us would be online and we'd be playing and Gavin would yell out, Hey, he's about to nuke y'all. Y'all might want to find him. He's about, he's about to nuke everybody. And then he'd do it. So he was dead. Yeah. Call of Duty was on my worker too. That was my game. Yeah. So, what did you uh, graduate at A and T with? Uh, with a two point eight. <laughs> 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 and, um, so, uh, you know, I went there. From, I got my bachelor's, um, and I said, hey, you know that man, you asked some great questions. It's crazy. Uh, but you, like, you jogging my memory, man. My blood's flowing in my brain. Hopefully, my hair grow back a little bit. And see the blood up there. <laughs> no, nah, but uh. So I graduated with my undergrad with uh, um, environmental horticulture. So, you know, I studied plant science, which, you know, that didn't really, uh, that threw people for a curveball itself. You know, <laughs> nobody would ever expect it, like, what the fuck are you doing studying plants? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, everybody thought I was like phys ed, you know? Everybody yeah. was like, oh man, yeah, you're a sports nutrition or some shit like that. But, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I was the, and then I was amongst all the people, which was shocking. I remember I, I was getting ready to graduate, and everybody was like, what? You about to graduate? Because I was always like the partying and the drinking guy. You know, I'm always yeah. at the party doing something stupid. But uh, yeah. yeah. So what? What? Out. What got you to do the plants, the horticulture? Was that like you wanted to get into farming or? Uh, to be honest, I selected it because I liked it in high school. Uh, we actually, you know, going from a rural area, so we had uh, agricultural classes, and I really took a liking to that class at the time. So. Uh, once I got to ANT, uh, you know, I went undecided, I think, for my first semester. And then after that, you know, your second semester, they asked you to you know, yeah. pick, a, pick a major. Um, so I was like, man, I don't know what the hell I want to do. I'm so confused. Um, I just took African-American experience. I don't want to be literature. I don't want to be English. I don't, you know. Uh, and then analytical reason, I'm like, I don't know what, what to do here. So I knew I like science. 
And, um, you know, I seen environment horticulture. I was like, I think I can vibe with that, you know. Okay. Something familiar. So, obviously, then you graduated. Couldn't find a job, joined the military, or was the military kind of creeping up as the graduation was approaching? You know, yeah. So, so what happened was I graduated, and like you had said, couldn't find a job. I applied about maybe 3,000 jobs in a span of two months. And that's when it hit me like, man, my my degree is shit. You know, I'm being like $40,000 or something like that, you know, which at the time would have been good, you know, because that's what was being offered. But, you know, in my field and then in my education field or whatnot, it's, you got to have a, a specialized degree, one, or experience. Yeah. And I didn't have one of those. So luckily, uh, you know, things lined up. ANT opened up a graduate program and uh, for agricultural education. And uh, that's what led into me, you know, um, going to get my master's degree in um, agricultural education. So that's uh Believing into that, that's when I became a teacher at a high school back in my hometown. Oh, okay. So then, uh, how, so then, where was the military? That was is that was that to use to pay for the masters or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The military came. <laughs> when I got, we're gonna roll with that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we're gonna roll with that. You know, I, I didn't get bored. Yeah. So, but now, um, I started teaching, and after my first year of teaching at the high school, I got bored, and I was like, man, you know, I got these student loans coming in. And uh, both of my brothers are in the military, and then they were in my ear saying, hey, you got these student loans to pay back. And um, I only had like 40000 I was paying them off. I was living at home with my mother. Yeah. So, and enrolling, you know, I was, I mean, you don't need to make much money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, anyway, I was paying off student loans, but then the military, I got bored. Military was an option. And then they said you can go in and be an officer. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing. I can get a clearance. Uh, kind of get them to pay for like my trips, you know, like overseas or wherever else, you know, get some training, get some new experiences. Uh, so, you know, I, I took a leap of faith and, um, you know, I did the military for eight years. What? Army reserves. Army reserves. Okay. So any, any regrets on that? Are you good with it? And it helped you pay off everything. And now you, you live in large, man, I would say no, no major regrets. I mean, I learned a lot about myself. For one, um, but I think I wish I would have came in there with more direction. In a sense, I didn't have anyone, uh, you know, being an officer. So officer, you got officer versus versus enlisted. Yeah. And then um, an officer, you come in as a leader. So you're at the forefront. You're supposed to be anyway, right? Um, I had no guidance, so I didn't have a mentor. I wish I would have uh, got got beside a mentor to kind of uh, guide my path down, so I would have known a sense of direction. But I was a rebel, man. You know, imagine like a defiant kid. I was a defiant kid against the military. And that's one place you would not get your way in the military. Uncle <laughs> Sam's going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you want it or not, he's, he's going to get it. Yeah, so uh, no regrets. No major regrets. So then what was the what was that thought process after that, that year seven into year eight? All right, what am I going to do next? And then where are, what you doing now? Okay, okay. Uh, so... I mean, a lot of meat, meat and potatoes in between. So, you know, being a reservist, uh, my whole goal was to, uh, to was to become a federal employee. Okay. Right? And um, I, I got into that. That's a whole story by itself. I can talk about that after, after I answer your question. Um, so, you know, I wanted to become a federal employee. I got some. I got a federal position. And, you know, it got to the point where year seven, you know, plus I was doing a reserve and full-time at the same time. It became more of a, of a hindrance on me. 
because, you know, I had deployed and I was like, all right, I got my deployment out of the way. And then when I came back to the States, COVID had hit and I was like, hmm, <laughs> well, I can deploy again. And when I deployed again, that was kind of that second thought when I was like, you know what? I'm tired of the military. Military's changing, you know, like, um, <clears throat> you know, the same thing was happening with the world. You know, a lot of changes are happening. I think the military is one of those places where they need to kind of, re- you know, certain changes shouldn't happen, you know, like just kind of like the political stuff needs to stay away yeah. uh, from certain things because it was, it was changing not for the better, in my opinion. Okay. So I wasn't enjoying it. And if you don't enjoying anything, you might as well get rid of it. Get That's of true. It, right? That's yeah. true. So then that meat and potatoes we missed on, where was that yeah. thought process to get into working for the federal government? or federal employment? All right. So, uh, during my graduate program, I believe, I think it was a graduate program, I got more active. I started participating in, in like, student organizations. And, um, you know, and then that's when I started, like, my mind started expanding. And, you know, I started getting more experiences with things. And I went to this uh, convention. I think it was uh, NRCCS, if I'm, if I'm saying that correct. Um, don't ask me what the acronym stands for. I, just, <laughs> I think it's Natural Resources Conservation Something students. <laughs> so, uh, so I went to that convention in Raleigh, and while I was attending that event, no, sorry, it was in Atlanta. While I was attending that event, uh, I, you know, listened to the keynote speaker and a host, and then uh, somehow, once again, I'm the party guy, right? So I'm looking for something to drink. I'm looking for like, I'm looking for who's who's, who's gonna party. <laughs> I, found, I found myself in the penthouse room. Being the youngest guy there, one of the one of the guys was like, "Hey man, can you DJ? You know, one, I know you young boys got that got an iPod, I whatever." <laughs> I was like, "Man, I can do that." Man, they had a tub full of like alcohol. That's my first time I ever seeing a tub in a hotel room full of ice and beer and alcohol. I'm like, "Man, that is a great way to clean up." Like, yep. You know, we got a whole tub full of ice and everything. You know, it's, it's right there. And you saw yep. the the ice, the cooler, or the tub being used as a cooler. That was yeah. the first time. So I'm guessing there were probably a lot. Were there a lot of white people there? No. No? That's the, okay, yeah, because yeah, usually that's a strong white well, person move right there. Say, I ain't, I, dang, I know, yeah. I know pack full of black people. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Oh, matter of fact, it was manners. Not NRC. It, people from NRCS was there. Minorities and agricultural. And ah. That's the oh, okay, okay. Okay, there it is. Okay, okay. I, yeah. Um, but even so, you know, like being in the field of agriculture, you know, there's not many, there's not many uh, black people in that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, mean, I feel like you were the only person I knew that was majoring in horticulture. I've never met anybody that majored in horticulture other than you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so do you, do you still do you still use the horticulture degree to some part of your life today or no? Bro, not one bit, not one bit. I mean, except for when I'm talking to people that don't, don't know how to take care of the plants. <laughs> That's it. That's and, it. You know, I, yeah, you know, what, what took over my life kind of was the military, you know, and then I, I got into law enforcement. So I had an interest in law enforcement. Uh, you know, I, so I worked for the Bureau of Prisons um, okay. for my first grade, but I was actually teaching horticulture inside of the prison. Oh, wow. But yeah, so um, so I was actually using, utilizing my degree, but I got a taste of law enforcement. And really, that, that kind of like gave me a jolt of energy. I was like, man, you know, the marshals, I had a had an actually good opportunity with the marshals, but I turned it down. Um, I wanted FBI. Um, interview with all these guys, like FBI, Secret Service, yeah, uh, EA, and all this stuff mess. But man, it just didn't. It wasn't in the cards for me, you know. So, yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, yeah. So uh, did the little law enforcement kind of got away from horticulture, and um, I was going to do the special operations response team on the, at the prison. I did that for a little bit. That's when I kind of shifted away from teaching to kind of become a little more tactical. And um, yeah, they kind of like stunted my growth, so I left them and went to TSA, and then I started teaching uh, there. And that's what I've been doing. I've been in the field of instruction now, so I've been just more doing adult instruction rather than uh, more specific to horticulture or agriculture. So you've kept the teaching going, just kind of switched yeah. over to now TSA type teaching. Yeah, so I went from BOP uh, the prisons to TSA, and then from TSA I went to uh, I'm with uh, FSIS USDA FSIS. So somewhat I'm using my degree now. Yeah. Um, it's like food safety, though, man. And I'm not, I'm totally 100% not interested in it right now. That's why I'm leaving. <laughs> so, back to the prison. That had to be a wild time working. That's somewhere I would never want to work. Just because I feel like anytime, they're always, I mean, I feel like they're, I mean, I could be completely wrong, you know, how they're portrayed through media slash shows and everything. I just feel like if anything pops off, they're trying to get you at some point. I know you're a jack guy. We've seen your Instagram stories and all that, so I'm sure you can hold your own for a little bit. But if ten of them come at you, I know that's a little bit harder. How? What is that mentality like? And just teaching horticulture in a prison. I mean, that just had to be just a, a interesting time in your life. Man, it was. I was scared shitless. Yeah. You know, to get, to get that job. You know, because I was like, man, oh, you know, what's the jokes you always hear about prison? Yeah. They're gonna get you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I, hey man, and I was like, man, they're gonna they're gonna they gonna get me. I'm sure. You know, like yeah, I could probably fan off one or two, but those guys in prison, man, well, they got they got a good time and opportunity. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just a regular, regular person in, in the prison. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, like once again, going into that with that mindset of like, man, I'm gonna get stabbed. There's gonna be fights all day, and like I need to be yeah. ready at all times. And uh, when I got there, it was a total opposite. Man. It was more uh, very relaxed. And I was at a medium, too. So at certain prisons, like okay. certain federal prisons, anyway, uh, it was rocking every day. Okay. You know, um, or like Big Sandy in Texas. Uh, it depends on where you went to. But I was at a medium security prison. So these guys were either worked their way down. You know what I'm saying? So there was, there, there was different tier systems. Okay. Uh, so at a medium, not many guys wanted to mess up what they had going on. Wow. But there were some. Interesting people, man. A lot of stories, but I could pull up their information and read through it. And man, it was very interesting to read some of their stories. Like some of the, like, that's why it's hard for me to trust people nowadays. Just because, like the guy's such a, you know, if I feel like the guy's a con artist, more than like he's a con artist. <laughs> they talk to you smiling, like, oh yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. And I'll go read up his file and this dude and killed somebody for <laughs> for like five bucks or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, yes. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been like. You know, damn near patting them on the back, like. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah, was, yeah. without obviously, you know, saying any names or whatever, what was the highest crime person you ran into your time there? I'll give you two people. Uh, the first person that comes to mind is uh, Mendici. I ran, so when he was at, uh, he was at a camp, though. He wasn't in a medium. So camp is more relaxed. Um, it's for, like, I guess, blue-collar, white-collar crimes, you know. Stuff like that, more like financials. You yeah, know, whoever's like a big one. Um, the next person would be uh, the person that tried to kill John Gotti. Wow. Yeah, older. He was older guy. I yeah. forgot his name. 
Yeah, man, being there, dude, it was so crazy because I didn't know anything about that. And I'm just like walking by. All I see is old dude, and you know, it was a uh, Italian mafia. So yeah. they pretty much ran the prison. You can see it. it was very unique how they ran it. You know, um, they had ties with with everything. You know, everything ran through them. But anyway, that guy. Uh, and man, you you tomorrow. I mean, we had staff members open up doors for this guy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was crazy to see it, and you know, wherever he wanted, he pretty much got it. But you know, he was done. He was he was like eighty, maybe ninety, but he ran the entire the entire thing. You know, things. It was it was interesting to just watch that and then know that he attempted to shoot to kill John Gotti. You know, it was pretty cool. So how do you keep that? How did you stay out of the weeds then? If he's running that thing, did you just keep your head down and you went in, talked your classes, and then got out of there? Because, you know, you always see, like you said, if he ran the whole thing, you didn't want him to find out anything about you that, oh, I'm going to send somebody to get you so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a good one, too. Uh, you know, I just kept my – I never crossed the line. You know, like I always delineated the two. You know, like I'm, I'm a professional first, and then I'll bullshit with you on level. But even when inmates that worked for me, they were called quarterlies, right? Yeah. Um. And then, of course, I, you know, so I, I didn't really mix too much with uh, those guys. A lot of people would try to talk to them. They got to get like, a backstory. And then once you become buddy-buddy or friendly or friendly with uh, with the inmates, I would say, is uh, like they always say, like, don't give them a pen. But if you give them a pen, they're going to come back the next day and act a little bit more, a little bit yep. more. Yeah. And uh, that's they got you, right? You know, then they're going to ask you something bigger. Like, hey, you know, you mind sneaking in some cigarettes, batteries, whatever it is, something small. Uh, me, I never crossed the line. I just kept it, hey, Mr. Robinson, you know, <laughs> just like, like, I was like, hey, man, this is what it is. And, uh, you know, and I was bipolar, man. I, I walk in one day, I'd be super happy. The next day, I'd be all pissed off. And, uh, and that's what I did. I taught my classes and I was never friendly, friendly. I kept it, what it I, I just kept it as it was. You know? What are you actually teaching them in these classes? Uh, trying to teach real world stuff, but man, I ran into a, I ran into a guy that was um, I think his nickname was I ninety five or something, like that. but he got busted. Him and his brother, um, oh I ninety five. This stuff is public information. It's not it's not a secret. Thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't need a secret program, so don't even gotta worry about that. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, man, this guy. I mean, he came into my class and he was. I didn't know. Of course, I didn't know his background. You know, normally before I got him into my class, before I accepted him, because I would him manually input every person into my class. Okay. And, and um, anyway, I, so I usually read their background, you know, because I wouldn't allow certain ones in my class. You don't supposed to do that, but <laughs> if you were, uh, you know, if you were a weirdo, you know, pedophile, you know, like, I won't let you in my class. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Because, I mean, then you got to worry about safety, too, but other inmates be looking at it like, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> um, but now nah, this dude, man, he, he sold weed and drugs, had his own greenhouse, had his own operation, you know, so he knew about, like, how to grow. He didn't know the scientific part. Mm. I was teaching more of the scientific part behind things okay. and trying to, like, give them real-world experience so when they get out, you know, they got something to go to on um, prevent recidivism, right? And, um, yeah, man, so that's what, that's, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to make sure it was, like, relatable to the work, the, uh, you know, the, the work life, the relevant work life outside of prison. But, to be honest, what I was giving them would have got him a, good, a job at Lowe's, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you got, I guess you got to start somewhere when you got the rap sheet, somewhere. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just, I just, I always, you know, I don't know anybody if you're ever driving on a trip or something and you just look and you're like, 
think of all the random jobs that are out there. And I never would have, I mean, I knew people went in and taught classes because people get their degrees while they're incarcerated or whatever, but I uh, never thought there'd be a horticulture class and we got a, teach, a former teacher on it. That's just wild to think, you know, that you were doing that for, how many years did you do that? I did it for three years. Wow. Yeah, I did it for three years. Uh, and the, once again, you know, uh, man, I, I, I lean on this heavily. You know, it's my little crutch. My little crutch. Um, you know, I'm from a small town, so, man, I, had, I went in there with that small-town mindset on everything, not knowing anything about anything. You know, I, was, I spent it in prison to be like, clink, 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 and all this other stuff. But yeah. as soon as you got past that clink, clink, it opened up, and then it was just as if I'm talking to you guys. You know, um, that's kind of what led to me avoiding a lot of things, too. Because, you know, I was a straightforward person, and I never treated them like, you know, less less than. Yeah. Uh, you know, with inmates. So that goes back to your previous question, like, how did I kind of navigate with it? You know, I treat a person as, as they deserve to be treated. You know, you show up as an asshole, I'm treating like an asshole. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just straightforward with them. If I can't give you anything, I ain't going to give you nothing. Um, if I can help you out, I'll help you out. But just know I'm helping you out, in the, like, within the guidelines. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. nothing to break security. Um, but, yeah, leading this to the prison, man, the prison system is 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 unique. Um, you know, I always said, if I do anything, I want to go to the uh, federal prison, you know? <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> crazy on that one. Yeah, but once you lock uh once you lock them doors, man, I mean once you get locked in, that's it. It fucking sucks. It looks sucks. I mean, you got that metal you got that metal toilet bowl, you got a wall, you got a bunk bed, matches probably that one inch thick or two inch thick, man. It sucks. I mean, I, I felt bad for those guys, but at the same time, you gotta you know your consequences, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. I know Duvall's got something cooking over there. Well, well, I, I know you kind of, I know you talked about how you, you popped around, man, and I've kind of known your, you know, your journey, uh, yeah. you know, from college to everything. But uh, I guess now, man, you know, what's next, man? You know, what's on the horizon? I know you spoke on kind of coming to Florida, so kind of what's next, and kind of what are you looking forward to with this new opportunity? Okay, uh, great question. You know, so. With this right here, man, I'm actually looking to finally settle down and be, uh, and, and I'm done moving around. Like, uh, you know, I'm looking to buy a house in Florida um, next year. So after a year of living there, you know, buy a house. Um, with the new position, I'll be a, 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 I'll be a contractor. So I'm be contracted with this uh, agency, and I'll be teaching. I'll be going from military, different military installations, and I'll be teaching them on uh, simulators. Mm. Uh, you know, like war, war fighting simulators. So that's going to be interesting. A lot of travel will be involved. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, it's something different. You know, keep me, I think I think this would definitely keep me uh, entertained and interested, you know, because I'm not a stagnant person. I don't like being stagnant, but uh, I do, I think this is the final move for me unless I find a position in North Carolina to move back home uh, with the same salary, of course, or more. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going <laughs> to, and, and I guess, you're going to be a Florida man. Ahead. You're going to be a Florida man now. So we hear those stories about alligators in your trunk and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, Go ahead, yeah, Duval. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I guess, you know, with, with you you having a teaching background, you may be able to put a little bit of the horticulture to the side, but you're at least able to still have that teaching aspect and then still being able to travel a little bit you know so you're still able to kind of fill that niche too and on top of that even though you're not necessarily in the military anymore 
being able to go to military bases, you're still able to kind of fill that void too. So it's our kind of a combination of all those things. Because I know, man, you, bro, you, you never were trying to stay anywhere. You were always trying to do something. <laughs> so like, I mean, I don't think you stayed home more than a month whenever you were staying anywhere, whether you were traveling here, traveling there, driving, driving anywhere. So are all of those things kind of driving forces as to kind of why you wanted to roll the travel, the opportunity to still have the military field. And then not to mention, whenever you come home, you've got a lot much warmer weather to have to deal with snow and shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bro, you said, you said the words right out of my mouth, man. And um, so to reiterate exactly what you just said, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, once you're in the military, you know, you, you kind of like, once you get out, you, you kind of look for that camaraderie, you know, in, in one form or another, right? Whether that's uh, joining a fraternity or uh, or joining some kind of organization of some kind, any form, right? You know, you just look for that connection. So, yeah, I'll have that because I'll be able to go talk with like-minded folk and I won't have to worry about biting my, bite my tongue too much. You know, I yeah. kind of just say say what it is and then, and kind of share like war stories, if you will, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the travel aspect because uh, I'll be going to 48 different military installations within the U.S., and then I'll be going to, like, three of them outside of the U.S., so that's yeah. Germany, Korea, and Japan. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I've never been to, well, I've been to Germany, sorry, uh, but I haven't been to Korea or Japan. I didn't plan on spending my money anytime soon, but I, so. But <laughs> 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 what, what, what better way to do it than on somebody else's time? Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and what really sold this one for me, man, is that, uh, was it two or three things, but they matched my salary here in D.C., which, you know, going down south, a salary D.C., I mean, up north, to the south, you know what I mean? Like, so really, yeah, you, you almost paid. like double, you almost double in a, in a, in a sense, you know? You, yeah. get a, you get a double raise yeah. there, yeah. And, and, I, and I had a heart, heart to the guy. Yeah. And another thing, too, you know, like, uh, you know, not, not saying the race part means always a lot, but, you know, black guy, we were just talking, and it was so cool, and it was like, we're just chatting right now, like, everybody's just cool and chatting. It, was a, it wasn't a formal, like, Breathing down, I didn't have a super tie. I think I had on a shirt very similar to this. And he was like, hey, James, you know what, man? Uh, yeah, we was going to ask you a couple questions, and that's it. I remember I was trying to, like, expand on the question. And he took me off. He was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It just, you know, so it was that, you know, um, cool, conflicted thing. And, um, you know, everybody was cool. It was three guys. We all chatted. Um, dude, we connected on, on a level. He was like, yeah, man, you, my wife went to HBCU. He like, man, we really like to have you. And he just seemed very genuine, you yeah. know, and um yeah. and we had a heart to heart as well at the end of all that. So he's like he told everybody to log off. And he was like, James, we'd like to have you, man. And then um I was like, Hey man, this is my price. Yeah. You know, because I'm not gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. I like, hey, that shit that shit sounds good, but you know, I done took I done took a salary pay cut before and I'm like, I'm not gonna do it now. <laughs> uh you know, and then literally, I was only looking for a, a, like a number. I gave him a number, but they came back and like matched this salary here, and I was like, "Oh shit! All right, check." Yeah. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> Let me go ahead and start packing up. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That was that was that was it, man. Because it's more laid back. He, you know, I like what he was saying, and um, I, I got a buddy that works for them now, and he was telling me about it too. And the only thing that was very skeptical about it is like, one, I got to move again. Two. Uh, you know, I got. I'm, I'm like, I got a good deal here where I'm living at, uh, as far as rent wise. I'm only paying eight hundred dollars for a townhouse. You know. Wow. So. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah, so in DC, that, you can't beat that. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's nice. <laughs> uh, and then the, it was uh, what was the next thing? 
um, I forgot. I think it was like workload or something. Man, but it was. Well, I do like how you said you're going to finally settle down in Florida, but you're still going to be traveling to Germany, Japan, Korea, yeah. and all across <laughs> yeah. the United States. So that was that was kind of funny as well. But you know, in your in your mind, settling down though, you'll still be traveling galore. Well, well, settling down in the sense of like, what you doing, Jacob? You know, uh, you know, have have the kids, you know, Fair the family. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. you know, I think that's where I think that's the next transition in life for me. Yeah. Is that uh, you know, man, just you know, start start developing, start creating some kind of like a future. Yeah. You know, like when I'm not yeah. here, you know, somebody else can take the mantle of of, of little coolie. You know. Yeah. No, it is like it's it's wild you talking about that because I think as as humans and men and whatever you kind of have that all right you start doing the times right like okay if I have a kid right now ten years from now when they're ten I'm gonna be thirty forty two yeah. fifty two and you don't want to be yeah. eighty seven when they're graduating high school and you are out they pushing you around in a wheelchair and you can't even at least share have a beer with them and go out with them on their twenty first because you're so old you know what I mean so. Yeah. I know where you're at. It's it's a it's a comp, and then you also start going. All right, well, at this age, when they out the house, we can kind of go back to doing our own thing too, but enjoying adults. Because I remember talking to a friend of ours a couple months ago who's in town. She was like, "I really just want kids to have adult friends and adult kids that like because hanging out with their kids as adults. Because I think that's the coolest thing now is being grown in a sense. Hanging out with your parents now is more fun than." being disciplined up by them when you were 7, 10, 15, 16, 18. Now it's cool to go over and share a glass of wine or a cigar, shoot the breeze with your pops or your moms, or even hanging out, you know, having, you know, Duval doesn't have siblings, so sorry, but having siblings and hanging out with them too is a cool, cool scenario. But I know Duval goes every weekend and sees his his pops and moms and they hang out, and that's just a, you know, that's a fun thing to do. And I know that's probably hitting you, like you said, you're trying trying to get some kind of legacy going as well because – the days the days are long, but the years are short per se. When you have kids, man, and it's it's good it's good days, bad days, but it is, it is cool seeing them grow up and then you know be a part of your brothers, sisters' weddings and all that kind of stuff too. So yeah, yeah. And to kind of add to that, you you kind of spoke to how like the, everything with having a kid, the days are long, but the years are short. I feel like the days are long and the years are short. It's just being an adult. Yeah. You got to think about it. Shit. I mean, I've known Jacob. I've known you since what, like oh three? Yeah. I've known I've known Cooley since oh oh seven. Yeah. Like I mean that's that's damn near fifteen, twenty years. And I did, like when you sit back and you think you're like, oh shit, I feel like it was yesterday. <laughs> we was looping yeah. on campus and chasing everybody, trying to find this, trying to go to parties, this yeah. and that. And now you look up it's now, true. like, you know, it, it's totally different. Now you still appreciate everything that you went through, but it's just like, damn, like, where did time go? Like yeah. I remember I remember when we used to when we was and trying to get shit done for final, but yeah. you know, so. well, yeah, it's even Duval. Like uh, over Easter, my cousins came over, and they were in my wedding, and they were like eleven and eight at the time. Now he's going off to high. I mean, he's going off to college, like just about to go oh, to shit. college. And it's just like one of those weird things. You look back at those photos. It's been seven years since me and Jerry and I got married, and you think how well, it's been seven years, but he went from 11 to 18 and it's like, damn, that really is how time works. Right? Like now he's about to go enjoy those college experiences that we're still living, like trying to remember and live up though. You know, so it is, it is crazy how it all just goes. And before you know it, you're sitting there going, Oh wow. Damn. It's been seven years. Oh shit. Yeah. Just yeah. like you look at the Curry, the Curry's daughter the other day. I saw the image. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's old as shit. She's got a phone. And like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember her. Uh, 
flashing all the Pokemon cards he was selling. And back in the day, ah. everyone, everyone, you know, we all collected them at some point, traded them, then gave them away or sold them or still had them. Me and my horde and self, y'all seen my basement, so I got everything still from Absolutely. back in the day. You know, I've turned some Pokemon cards into a couple tables, the ones that aren't worth anything. But, Cooley, how did you kind of, during COVID, think, all right, I'm going to start flipping some of these? Man, you know, it was like, a, maybe I seen, I always, I always knew about Pokemon cards. I knew the value of them, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think I was on Instagram, some form of social media, and I seen somebody sell a Charizard, same one I had, except for it was first edition. Yeah. And mm. I was like, man, I got, I got that card. Yeah. You know, and let me see if, let me start looking into it, because I like, I might be sitting on a whole lot of money, and it's just sitting in the garage. Yeah. I'm yeah. not doing anything with it. You know, yes, it's nostalgic, but... Uh, let me check and see if you know if, it, if they're worth anything. And I got I had a lot of time on my hands because uh, I was I was you know get I was out of act, I was out for active duty orders, and then I had a grace period about a month and a half. So I was like, you know what, I'm not really getting a paycheck, <laughs> so I need some kind of money coming in. <laughs> and uh, and I was going to my book just looking at it. I went on eBay, you know, did my price comparisons, and that's what happened, bro. I just seen that you know I got like four hundred dollars for that one Charizard. Um, probably could have gotten a whole lot more for it, but I was like, I'm not doing anything with it. You know, this other guy, <laughs> you, run into, you run into a lot of, you run into some nerds. You think oh. you're a nerd, and then you run into a real nerd. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, man, this dude on eBay, I sent him a picture of the cars. He like, he was like, put it on a, what do he say? Oh, man. He said, put it on a white background. He put it face down. <laughs> man, this dude, he, he screwed all the way in and seen this little scuff. This little stuff, but and he knocked it down for five hundred to like three fifty. He said, "I'll give you three fifty for it." I like, I right, like. Since you put in the work, I know that you'll get more value out of this card than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how much total did you make from flipping your cards? Uh, maybe like six hundred, maybe. Okay, I think like six hundred dollars. I only okay. sold three cards, three or four cards. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and I got, I got more. But I, you know, um, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to sell the rest of them because some of them are messed up. You know, I yeah. had them for years. And then just by, the, you know, by uh, sheer wear and tear, some of them have a lot of scuffs on them. I went through them all. And um, what's funny is, re- just recently, 
actually been like going around places kind of collecting cards you know just maybe i'll run across one that is worth money but i've been collecting up trash lately. yeah it's funny <laughs> it's funny it's funny you say that because have i been going around i've been recently hitting like goodwills and flipping stuff finding stuff and flipping everything like well i found this uh this fish flag, the band fish. It's a big, I think. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, probably black people may not know about the band fish, but it's, it's, it's a cult following for some white people. Like it, they're diehards, right? <laughs> like very diehard. I'm not, but I just knew when I saw it, when I saw it in the Goodwill, I was like, well, I think I might be able to flip it. I, you know, and I went to the, I bought it, you know, 50 cent and got into my truck. And it's, I've been doing this while, like, I've been taking my uh, my son to different, like, speech appointments. And while he's in there, I have an hour and a half. Instead of sitting in the truck, I drive up to the closest Goodwill, walk around, get all that kind of stuff. So as I get in that truck, go back, wait on my kid to get done, I start Googling and I only see, like, two of them are listed. One's on eBay for $450 and one's on, like, a one of those reselling spots that's, like, $40. So I sent it to my wife. I'm like, what are we going to do? So we start researching it and we find out it's, like... From their concert, New Year's Eve 2017 at Madison Square Garden. And they only made like 75 of them. And they sold them like that day for like 50 or 80 bucks or whatever. So Jarianna went, joined a Facebook group of like fish diehard fans, memorabilia. And she said she posted it and people were going berserk. Like they had never seen one before. They were saying like, that's got to be a fake. And she's like, they're like, why are you selling it? She's like, oh, I'm just selling it for a friend. Like ended up selling it for 100 bucks. So paid yeah. fifty cent, sold it for a hundred, and you're just like, that's where you get that adrenaline rush, like you were doing with the Pokemon yeah. cards, where you start finding stuff and flipping it, and it's just kind of a fun little side hobby because you're looking through someone's trash for treasure. So question, like, so your tables? Because I, I remember hitting you up, yep, uh, that summer, and cause I seen what you were doing with the tables, and I was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, I don't think this guy knows about Pokemon cards, <laughs> but I, I, really, I was like, he just. He's over there laughing ain't money right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, because you... But I didn't see... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't see, I didn't see the type you had. I just seen Pokemon cards, and I didn't really bother to like look in to see which ones you were using. Yeah. But you had told me in the chat, like, oh, yeah, these are just the, you know, the, the common ones and everything like that. Yeah. So, but I, I really like the idea what you were doing with it, man. I would like to have one of those tables. That's really nice. Yeah, you let me know, man. I've, I've done... Like I said, my favorite one is the, the the football cards one I did. And I always check because usually about a regular card, like what, about a dollar or 50 cent. If it's your, you know, let's just say Carrie Collins Panthers from 95. Like there's very few that you can find. But you brought up cards. To backtrack a second, in the Goodwill the other day, I found a rack of football cards. And it was like thirteen ninety nine. And I remember going to check out and it was in their little display case. And I, and I bought it. And it was funny. A guy, two people behind me was like, Oh man, you might have just hit the jackpot. Got a million dollar card in there. Me knowing, I probably didn't, but it's still fun just going through somebody else's stuff. And it was cards that I had. You know, I stopped collecting football cards. I think like I want to say high school because when you start paying your own stuff and you're trying to divvy up your money, and I couldn't, I didn't want to throw money more money down the cards or whatever. But it was fun seeing. You know, it was a couple Johnny Manziel, some Tom Brace, and Peyton Manning's going through. So to go back through and check them out, but. Yeah, man. If you ever want a table, let me know. If you want certain cards, you can send me cards. I like. I did a Dolphins yeah. table uh, for a, my brother's buddy, and we did all. Dol- that was fun. Like trying to find certain Dolphins cards, hitting people up on Facebook Marketplace, like, "Hey, can you sell me fifty Dolphins cards?" and all that stuff. But I've done the Pokemon. Yeah, we just use regular. Some of them are old, like they are first editions, but they're your yeah. your Diglets, 
Vulpix, all that kind of stuff that's not really going to – or they've got a little bend or they're, like you said, scraped on the back to where no one's really going to necessarily want it as bad as the other ones. That ain't bad. Yeah, I definitely, I'll, I'll definitely hit you up on the side about that because I have some Pokemon cards that I'm, I'm not going to do anything with. Maybe I just want to keep, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they look good look good on the table. It does. It's a that's, cool. that's cool. I, I have football cards, too. That uh, I went through them. I went through most of them. And um, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. Yes. It's a lot. There are. And that's the difference, <laughs> I think, with, like, the football cards, basketball, baseball. They made so many. Where Pokemon, they started off not – it was only, what, like, 60, 70 in the original set – now they make a shit ton. You can find them all over the yeah. place. But with football, it is tougher in sports cards. You've got to have certain ones. And I'm sure you looked into it, getting it like professionally graded. So then that yeah. raises the value. But then you got to you got to put almost, uh, you know, I'm talking to another buddy of mine. You got to put like, you know, a hundred, two hundred bucks per card just to get it professionally graded. And by then, exactly. it's like okay, that's cool. Like if someone did it for you as a gift, but if you're really trying to, and then during COVID. They were backed up. They couldn't even do it for you. Six months, right? Yeah. Year. My yeah. So, really? One story. My buddy, so my buddy that, um, uh, he's in Orlando, the one that told me to turn me on to this new gig, he told me, <laughs> he called me so randomly. It's so random, right? So imagine <laughs> getting a phone call, and he's like, hey, bro. He's older than me. He's like, hey, bro, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. You ever, you ever thought about Beanie Babies? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what? He's like, yeah, Beanie yeah. Babies, man. Me and my wife go to we go to Goodwill, we go to these little uh, thrift shops, these little mom and pop shops on the other side of the road, and we get Beanie Babies for like fifty cents. But these things go for like three grand, four grand a pop. And he's like, "Yeah, I got about fifteen of them." I was like, "And he's like, he's talking about like starting his own store." But oh wow, it's so crazy. But he told me about like going, you know, sending it off to go get graded. Yeah, because I was talking about my Pokemon cards, and you know, I was like, that's what stopped. That's what kind of stopped me from really looking for the real value of the cards because if I was sending that Charizard off, right, I would have I got it graded, which would have immediately threw the value for about maybe $1,500, $2,000 yep. probably, right? Yep. But, you know, it took forever to come back in. It probably just been getting back right now, maybe. Yeah, because that, yeah, that was the issue because I remember talking with somebody, they were like, yeah, because they wanted to get some cards graded. They are like, but it doesn't make it worth it unless you can send in like 10 and they cut the price down a little bit, but you're still going to have to pay about three to 400 per person throwing it in and then... You're just mailing it. So you better, you got to certify that mail because all of a sudden all it takes is Joe Blow running at the mail shop to rip your mail open. Oh no, it got lost. Sorry. And then you're out of that card. Your shit is gone. Yeah, you're out of your your Charizard 350 instead of, you could have just collected the 350 and tried to get in the two grand or whatever. So it is a tough time kind of business and scenario how they run. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And to add to your shit, Jacob, you were talking about gold mines. And as you know, like, it's like you can have every, damn near every system. So I have all the Sony systems here at the crib. Those are fucking gold mines. Because I went to try and find, I was going to try and get the original Super Nintendo video game world. That shit was like 150 Yep. I said, what the fuck is this? Like, now, mind you, if I knew what I knew now. Like, 2020, I would have went ahead and snagged it. Because it was still like 40 bucks. But I wasn't thinking nothing about it. But now, this shit is, like, ridiculous. Like, imagine how much you could get for any of those game systems that you got now. Yeah. Now, of course, you're not going to do it. But it's just like, no. Like, I never thought we'd be in a situation in life where a used 10, 15-year game system is worth more than, like, a 5-year-old game system. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could probably sell an Xbox 
or a 360 and a Halo game for 350 and you paying that same amount for a PS4 that came out five, six years ago. Yep. That's, that Nintendo 64 is, man, that thing's gold. I mean, yeah. you can drop that thing. Uh, I still I got mine. Yep. I got mine. You can, yeah, you can drop that from the top of your house. And, and just imagine all the game, the game collection that, that came with that system. Yeah. Like, Systems nowadays, even the uh, like the newer systems, maybe the PlayStation Three, maybe, but PlayStation Two for sure had a long list of uh, games. But the sixty-four, nothing like it, man. I mm-hmm. mean, especially it came in the case and everything, man. But uh, yeah, sixty-four is gold, and then the, that's what the Switch is doing now. Yep. They have it online. Um, but that's what you remember. I don't know if you remember a couple years back, maybe like five, six years ago, they came out with the uh, the minis, the mini series of the system, and mm-hmm. people were going crazy. For it. Um, yeah, I paid, I paid like. For my Super Nintendo, I paid, I paid premium for it. I think I paid it hundred. I paid double, like hundred eighty. I think. Yeah. For it. No, my old, so you got it. My old roommate oh, has damn, one. Of those. You yeah. Got one. No, Duval, I got. Yeah. I, I hooked one up. I'm, I don't know if you've seen it last time you were over here. I, I, that was my parent. We bought one. That was the first system my grandma actually got it for us for Christmas. It was my dad's mom, and he told her, "You better not get them boys a video game." Well, what's she gonna do? She gonna get her grandkids the video, video game. Video. So. She, she got us the Super Nintendo, and I remember years ago when I finally was moving out, getting everything out of my parents' house, I was like, yo, we got to find this. This is before everything spiked, you know? And we finally went through the store shit, and I found it. It was missing, like, the the power cord and a controller, so I went and got that stuff. But to, to your point, Duval, I remember years ago, Jeebs, Jeebs got the PS2 for the for the basement side room, and it was 40 used. Now those things have jumped up. To like sixty to eighty. I remember the six the sixty fours at the time, where you go to video game world, they were forty five dollars for a, mm-hmm. for a system mm-hmm. and a controller, and now they've jumped up to one twenty, a hundred. I mean, the Xbox, yeah. the original Xboxes were thirty five, forty bucks six, seven it years ago. It. Yeah, and now they've jumped up to seventy, eighty bucks. And I guess yeah. you know, with the pandemic, everyone was sitting at their house, going through their old cards. Going and play, pulling out their old systems and play with their kids, or just burn time because they didn't want to sit on Zooms or meetings all the time, and it's yeah. crazy, you know. And that's what I kind of look at, you know. Cooley, we, we touch on your crypto. This is kind of my little like you talk about a nest egg. I always tell Jared, if something happened, you just need to sell all these video games. I got at least three <laughs> to five grand to cover half a funeral cost down here in this basement on video games, you know. Exactly, man. It's- I mean, you know, just the value of things now. I think that's what we understand it now. Uh, uh, you know, just, man, we were sitting on a gold mine back in the day. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And, I definitely and, hold on to things now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's yes. our generation are now have money to spend on things. And like you said, Cooley, or somebody, either our, your parents may have thrown it out or sold it at a garage sale or got rid of it while you were at college. So now, if it's, if they got rid of it, you've got the money to go and try to re- buy it to relive those childhood memories. Because there's nothing like firing up that blitz. Duval, you can see Duval take t- two L's on the internet on YouTube. I beat him multiple times. We got to fire that. See, look at him getting fired up. He took. Oh man! Yeah. But, but, but oh, they, don't man. they don't want that man smoke. That's all I Listen, know. I'm ready hey, to man, set. I'm ready to set up the match. Look, we'll set up the record. You just will figure out a time this summer, Duval. We'll do some Madden records and put them on YouTube. Hey, Jacob, you weren't dragging the was you? You didn't, you didn't heat up and start well, dragging them on so, the field. So it was. Don't you do that? Yeah. Now it was. It was a. Cla- it was a classic. It was a classic game. To to spoil it, I got up big on Duval, and I don't. I, Cooley, did you play Blitz growing up? Blitz two thousand. Yeah. Yes. 
So so yeah. as you know in Blitz, you can't get too too big far up, too far ahead unless somebody is yeah. absolute trash. Absolute trash. So yeah. I got up, I think it was like twenty eight or something to like three or seven. And that's go. That's and, and 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 then it turned around. No, and no. Twenty one zero is it was tw- do Yeah. <laughs> And and, and do, and then everything happened as you know in blitz. Once you get up too big, your receivers can't catch, so then they say, it starts making it more interesting. So it's a better game. That's why start getting interceptions. That's yeah. That's why I love blitz. It's a great equalizer because it, it puts pressure on everybody. You can't get up too big, like I said, unless someone just doesn't know how to play the game at all. Duvall did make a comeback, and then I think at the very end, I was able to drive down the field, score the game winner. On him, and then he had a chance, but I got him in sack mode and all that stuff. So that was it was a solid game. If you need a good laugh, we we did a bunch of that before my second yeah, kid yeah. arrived last summer. We had a night where we were up to what I think three four in the morning just shooting all these. We had, we had that blitz tournament. Yeah, and we ran Absolutely. out of and we and we ran out of storage on everyone's phone that night because we were recording so many burial carts and blitz games and everything. Man, it was a good time. Yo, speaking of burial cart. I would love to be a part of a beer car. I, I I just want to go with because I'm competitive, right? Yeah. And um, do y'all, y'all play the new Mario Kart or y'all play the Switch? You so I just we just got the Switch about two months ago. So we've started oh. doing. Du- Duval hasn't made a, a trip over here to get on the new nah, Switch I need, yet. I need to get on that. But we've gotten over it. Jeebs, I got a I got a video dropping soon of Jeebs uh, literally pissed down his leg. He had the win. I, I, I had it. He had the win, and he let the bomb blow up right in front of the finish line, and Logan passed him for the win. It's absolutely uh, hilarious. It's a total Jeeves moment. That video will be dropping soon as well. But we have had the switch. We've gotten about, I think, 10 races on it video-wise. But, yeah, we just got it. We're, st- we're still getting into it. Okay, okay. Get Smash Brothers, too. Make sure you get Smash Brothers. Okay. You got to get Smash Brothers. Absolutely. See that that's that now you was good at that too. Cause you know, cause I had the sixty four in college. So yeah, you used yeah. to you used to go in. Like yeah. I'm the truth I'm the truth in that game. That, that that's my yeah. game. So anyone anyone out there listening, um, to the podcast, if you're interested in getting your ass whooped the Smash Brothers, <laughs> hit me up. So uh, <laughs> fitness Instagram. So next time you are next time you're in town, we definitely got to get over, get on some burial cart, get some some video game content recorded down here because it'll be a good time. So, all right. Before we get to the notebooks, notebook question, I'll give you like what, a couple minutes. What is it you got into crypto? Was that similar to Pokemon? What it, what's your what's your final straw with that thing? Man, let me tell you this. Um, and this is me not not fluffing when I try to be humble as much as I can, but. Man, crypto, dude, I, I literally done scrubbed against a million dollars so many times. Like, and I mean, like, I was in crypto in 2015 ish, around that time mm-hmm. frame. Maybe a little bit sooner, but I, I just didn't have the money at the time, right? You know, yeah. I didn't have enough. You know, yeah. so if I put a thousand dollars into it, really, I, I needed that thousand dollars, like, you know, in two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, man. The stuff that, like Dogecoin, for example, you know, that's one thing. I, I, like, I There was something called Cryptopia back in the day, and I tell this story all the time, but Cryptopia domain is no longer a thing. And um, I had my ANT account, and, um, you know, uh, I think like maybe three or four years after we graduated, you know, like I was still using my ANT account. You know, I was wise enough to change to a, a more a, a legit account, you know. Yeah. So I kept using my college account. So long story short, my college account was associated with Cryptopia. And then for, for just for shits and giggles, I used to always just throw money into Dogecoin. The Dogecoin was like, oh, this is shit going anyway, whatever. And 
Man, I probably had at least a million of those coins, at yeah. least. Because at the time, it was like point zero 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 exponential zero, you know, yeah. whatever. So I had at least at least a million just over there just hanging out. But long story short, can't retrieve my domain, Ooh. so that's lost. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, crypto been in a sense for, for a minute. And the la- the latest one, like I said, I got multiple stories, but the latest one is called The Sandbox. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Um, but, uh, you know, the sandbox, I got into that. I had 250,000 coins. That thing, two weeks later, after I sold, went up from 25 cents to $8. Woo. Two weeks later. I would just, just set it and forget it. Yeah. But, you know, it's not in the cards. But, man, uh, to, to answer your question, though, I got into crypto just because it was something new. Um, I know I want to create generational wealth of some kind. I do see the potential that it does bring, um, and you know it's all have, it's all about having that first mover advantage, right? With that, yeah. um, you know, yeah. if I got I'm in stocks, I'm in crypto, and you know I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, hey, you know, I got a little bit of money here, like, why not throw it in there? You never know what's going to come of it, and um, yeah, that's it. That's all about investing, bro, and just trying to like see if my money will work for me. You know, I read a lot of books on you know like just self help books and whatnot, so. Uh, crypto's different. I read a, I read a couple books on crypto, and yeah, I think it's gonna be a thing in the next few years. You know. Okay. You hoping for a, a GameStop or an AMC stock in crypto, where just out of nowhere it just shoots way up, and you can sell it and be good to go. Yeah, it's only a matter of time for that. Maybe maybe that might happen, but I didn't miss it so many times. I'm yeah. kind of burnt out. Yeah. Um, plus plus I got hit real heavy. Uh, beginning of this year, I got hit real heavy. So, you know, I'm just kind of like, man, what if it does something? It does something. If it doesn't, whatever. You know, okay. right now, my mind stocks. I'm doing options and stocks now. That's kind of where my focus is. Okay. Um, you know, like my buddy, um, I got a good buddy, Jared, and he does it. He does this, you know, um, quite often. But you know, every day, man, I get on there for about thirty minutes, and I try to make, uh, I try to make you know, hundred dollars at a very minimum. Yeah. You know? So I turned a two hundred fifty dollar account into a now six thousand dollars, you know. So at nice. the beginning of the year, it was like it was low. Now I'm just playing, you know. I'm just keep doing that. So that's just my like my side hustle. Yeah, and it's interesting. Yeah, just kind of watch things happen. Nice, nice. All right. And and, and, to, and to before you jump into that, like I I remember him kind of jumping down my back about not doing. It. <laughs> hey, bro, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. But like, yes. And and I think like we're. And and this is why he's definitely in my circle because everybody thinks different. Like so, he wants to stop, and I'm more of an investment. I'm thinking more like real estate. Like I'm thinking more so shit that I can see, and he's more <laughs> so I can see it, but I can't see it. You know. And I guess like at some point I, I'm record because this is fucking a podcast. But I know there's going to be a point that I'm going to come to him on that type of shit. And I know he's going to be able to give me the best advice, you know, and not all my friends are the same mindset as me, but that's just like everybody, you know, if you've got everybody in the same circle that think the same way, not everybody's going to be as, as beneficial to one another. Yeah. So I think like, I appreciate yeah. him having this mindset and he can talk to me about his wins and his losses with crypto, with any type of investment he does. And I can talk to him about mine. And we can come together, and we'll still be able to build. And like I said, this is just one person, but I mean, you know, y'all know Tyler, you know, 
Cosby, you know, all of us, we all got different mindsets, but like he's been definitely somebody that from a financial perspective, like he's really kind of put me in the mindset of, Hey man, listen, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that shit. And I appreciate that from him, but you know, that's all I got. Hey, hey man, I remember, I remember trying to talk to him about the crypto. He was like, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> you, know, you know, it oh, takes like, it takes Duval a while to come around to an idea, man. He's got a, man, he's got it listen, he's got that only he's got that only child syndrome thing that like it, he he never had different man. viewpoints coming at him until he probably got a little bit more, you know, so it's it's a lot longer than some of us who've had to deal with some of that. crux of college too besides getting your degree is just being able to be open and expand different ways of thinking and seeing same thing you know I grew up Southern Baptist you go to liberal arts college and finally realizing like not all gay people are bad people not all you know what I'm saying like yeah. finally realizing yeah, like yeah. you know these people are just normal people that like a certain certain thing differently you know what I mean and they're cool yeah. just as like everybody else so I think that's the plus of college where you can just kind of you, you, you be it small town, be it whatever, you can expand that mind. And the key is always having people with different mindsets because if you're around people, like you guys have said, with the same mindset, you're just spinning tires and you're never really yep. going to achieve anything or have those. If you have those fails, no one really, if they're all the same, no one knows how to kind of get you or climb you out of it kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's the key things right. there. So, 
Yeah, Duvall done got the red wine, and he feeling good, man, feeling nice and nostalgic, going to make sure he says all his peace out here, you know, so. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, hey, look, man, I don't want to embarrass nobody out here, you know what I mean? Before that, I don't want to embarrass myself. All right, so we'll get we'll get to the, uh, Jeeves, you got the horn? I do. All right, so the uh, Warehouse Distillery, Wine of the Bridge Notebook, Cooley, I think you said you already picked one out, so what's the one you got? Oh, man. So the first one, <laughs> uh, oh, man, you know what? This might lead down the rabbit hole. All right, for, for the ladies, I guess not. I don't know, there's, there's a few I see. Hold on. You got to pick one, man. Come on, man. All right, all right. I just read it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so anonymous for the ladies. $10,000 wedding ring or $10,000 to your student loans and a $1,000 wedding ring. That's said for the, the ladies. ladies on here. Ain't no ladies on here, bro. Oh shit, my bad. I thought it could be like open oh, it. Here it is. All right, so here it is. I got one. I got one. Here it is. I found it. This is why I was gonna go with person. Worst date experience. I feel like yeah. I feel like this one pops. Yeah, you start off. This one. This one pops up like every six to eight months. Someone re-adds yeah. this same question on there. But go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, oh. Cooley. I know you got. I know you got one. Piped up, ready to man, go. Man, I, I got plenty of them, but I, I want to give a good one, a really good one. I want to give it like a, a deep down and dirty one. But uh, one that talks <laughs> up, I'm going to give a more recent one, man. Like, uh, when I first moved up to D.C., you know, like this entire area is fucking political and crazy. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, you know, are you are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? You know, so <laughs> one or two. And then if, if, you, if you voted, if you even, whatever. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I, I, I want to get on my damn soapbox. Yeah. Um, I want to get this chick, you know, and, you know, I don't discriminate, you know, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever. You can go get the D, it's with it. Dwayne is for every girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, went on this date with this girl. She was okay. She was okay, cute. Okay in person. But, man, we're in the brunch. Brunch is a fucking thing up here, man. <laughs> and, uh, man, we got mimosas knocking them back, bro. The champagne bottle's coming. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm not feeling it. Man, before you know, I'm fucking wasted. This girl, we get on the topic. You know, I'm, I've been—I was a teacher. I think she was a lawyer. Fucking hate lawyers for the passion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hate dating lawyers. You know what I mean? So, anyway, she's talking. I'm like, I'm just being like very relaxed and casual conversation. And then I was like, oh, that's fucking that's that's stupid. That's fucking retarded. I just say that, you know, just man, that man. She was so fucking pissed, like. How can you dare say that? People are I'm like, we're drunk at this point. I'm like, you're upset that I said retarded. Then I said another word. And then, y'all know, led into a political thing. And then before you know it, bro, the date went from like, maybe I'm about to get some draws to like, hell no. Hell <laughs> 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 no. Like, I'm drunk. And I, I'm walking her. So like, I, you know, being a, being a gentleman, I was like, all right, I'm going to walk her to her little place. And I guess she thought I was going to try to take advantage of her. But she just... Uh, I don't know. She was like, oh, I'm good here. I'm good here. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then um, out of nowhere, she just like started hurling, like throwing Ooh. the fuck up. Like, Bleh. and I was like, I just took off. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. So it's, it's done with it. I'm, I'm done with it. I want nobody thinking I'm trying to, you know, like, yeah. You know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been on like a date. It's been. 
it's been years and years, and I'm trying to just think of like bad dating stories. It's just, I don't, I, I really, nothing's really coming to my mind right now. Maybe if y'all keep telling a story, I, it might, something might jog my mind, but nothing really. I know, not, this it wasn't a dating story, but just the story of something you talk about, like having a bad experience with a female. I remember I was in yeah. high school. We had went to like a youth mission trip, right? And I think I was a freshman, maybe a sophomore. And then there was another girl. She was like a senior or whatever. She was cool. What nothing like attraction or nothing, but it was just like a cool person, right? And we're riding back afterwards in like the those 16 passenger vans or 15 pack whatever and i remember i sat by the window seat and she was sitting next to me and just the whole way she was just loudly ripping ass and like and i and it was one of those points where i had no attraction at all to her or nothing but it just turned from like oh you was cool and i but it just was one of those things where it was just like this ain't cool right now like it just wasn't i was just like oh like this uh all right and at some point, like, oh, it's funny, but when it just kept happening, and I guess I could be with a guy and a girl, so many, you know, after so many of just ripping ass when you're sitting in a confined area, I, I was yeah. just like, oh, we got we to gotta keep this moving. But that was what came to my mind. It wasn't really a date, but it was just one of those scenarios where, like, nope, this, it just, you know, I get it. Everybody shits, everybody pisses, everybody, you know, farts, but sometimes it's, it's good to be discreet about it in certain situations. That's true. So, Man. I'll go next. Go ahead, um, dude. Actually, Jacob actually helped me get a date with this with this girl <laughs> when we lived together in the apartment. Um, him and Nate actually signed me up for, I think it was Tinder or one of those date websites. <laughs> and like Cooley said, just drinking. The beers were flowing that night. Nate was over there. I think me and Jacob were playing beer pong. Nate was sitting on the couch with my phone. Nate was just... He was chatting with the girl more than I did on the date website. And Nate's by the end of the time, by the end of the night, Nate said, Okay, you have a date with this girl Friday. I was like, What the hell just happened? So we go and Nate's like, I just I just I, I uh, set you up at Starbucks. I'm like, All right, cool. So I I hit her up and I said, Hey, there's a Starbucks over over here, Are you close? She's like, Yeah, I'm like five minutes down the road. So I was like, All right. So I go, I get me a coffee, and I just order her like a like a chai tea or whatever, something simple because I was, it was like first date. And I didn't know what she really liked, and the thing that really pissed me off was is she talked the whole date and didn't even take a sip out of the of the drink that I bought her. <laughs> like I couldn't, Man. I couldn't get a single word in. Like, she would stop, I'd answer the questions, she'd keep going. Like, I would only answer the questions and keep going. I was like, nah, this this one wasn't going to work for me. If you're going to talk all this, I'm like, I'm out. But that <laughs> was the worst one that I had. Man, I'd have had some bad ones. And I'm going to keep it real humble and keep it PG. Cause I got Coolio here, and he would be going in on me. So, um... Man, probably 23, 24, and I was in a bachelor auction, and the girl lost, but I still got her phone number. And I remember her clearest day at the bachelor auction. I mean, I chopped it up with her more than the person that won the bachelor auction to like have me take her out. So then it came like I took the person that won out, but I was like, hey, I'm gonna still take you out too. 
she had, I was probably 23, 24. She was probably like 32, 33 at the time. Um, Damn, still in college? No, 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 no. I was out of college. I was out of college. Because oh. I was 22, 23. Yeah, she was probably 34, 33, 34. Man, and and as a, as a black person, there's a level of like makeup and all types of shit that you can put on and how you can portray yourself in a certain way. Oh, yeah. When I tell you I showed up for dinner and she did not look like the motherfucker that I had met, <laughs> it would be wild as shit. Because, like, I don't know how much makeup she may have had on that night that I met her. But when I pulled up and we went to, like, a hibachi spot and we pulled up and I was like, no, this can't be her. Because, for one, she had longer hair when I met her. Before, Ooh. next thing I know, she had, like, a little afro. Like, shit, the distance Ooh. of my shit now, like, her shit was that. And I was like, yo, this ain't who I met. Like, who I met. But she was like, oh, I'm such... And I was like, I could kind of see the facial features that I knew it was her. But at the same time, I was like, this is bullshit. Like, you didn't catfish the hell out of me. Because, <laughs> like, the face that you had, you know, it's not the same face you got now. And that was probably the worst thing. Because, like, I mean, the conversation was cool, but I knew immediately that that was the last time that I was going to talk to her. Man. And I didn't speak to her again. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> leave these chicks alone. They'll do yeah. it. They'll do it. Oh, you, you call that the 52 fake out. Yeah. Y'all finna say it. You do it all, you know. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we done chatted for about an hour and a half, so that's a pretty good little pie oh, right really? there. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. So. Hey. That hour, that hour and a half went by fast, didn't yeah. it? Cool. <laughs> yeah, it did, it did, man. I did. Hey, good fellowship with the fellas, man. I appreciate That's it. it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Cooley, any... You know what? I want to I yeah, thank you all guys for having me here. You know, I appreciate it. Always stayed, uh, you know, stayed aware of, you know, the beers watching what y'all had going on and everything. So, uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And um, hopefully I can make it again. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. That's right. I appreciate you stopping through. Glad we can finally get you on via Zoom. But yeah, stop by anytime. Next time you're in town in Charlotte or whatever it may be. Good luck on your move to Florida. Hopefully, uh, you, you don't get eaten by an alligator or a mosquito or something down there, man. So what's that shit called now? Crocodile. Croc. What's that shit called? That drug. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, watch out for that. Watch out for that crocodile. Whatever, whatever, whatever you know, whatever you hear about, don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> hey, I need some help moving. Y'all guys got to help move. Man, I tell you, that's the one thing I think if someone's, your phone dies when someone says, hey, man, can you uh, help me move? Because uh, there ain't enough pizza and beer in the world right now at my age where I can help somebody move. Unless it's like my blood-related family and I, I have a truck and I'll help them, but helping somebody move if, is if tough. If you coming through, if you coming through Charlotte, I'll I'll hop in the truck. <laughs> you got to be coming down down his down that street down there. I mean, down I that, mean, I'll meet, I'll meet you off of eighty five. I'll meet you off of eighty five or seventy seven. I'll meet you there. You know, you know. <laughs> let me know. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, stick around a little bit after the cool so I can grab a screen grab. That's why I'm recording this. But Duval, man, how do we uh, end the pod? Hey.